Dear Cecilia, in my dreams I kiss your cunt, your sweet wet cunt, in my thoughts I make love to you all day long. I grew up watching a lot of uh, Nickelodeon, right, and we just go ahead and watch Nick and Night 2. And uh, there's this one episode of Dick Van Dyke I think of when I think of uh, classic TV. Well, other, th- other than that one episode of Dick Van Dyke where uh, the wife and the son are like aliens and they breathe water and they only eat walnuts or whatever, that weird-ass fever dream episode. I don't know if it was a Halloween one or something, but whatever. But I remember there was an episode where <clears throat> Dick Van Dyke's wife, Laura, played by, you know, the legend Mary Tyler Moore, thought she should dye her hair to be better looking for her husband, right? I guess get more attention from him. Well, she gets her hair dyed from brunette to blonde. And for her, it looks so drastic that she's so scared to show her husband. And the whole episode is her just trying to find ways to fix it or to hide it by wearing a hat. And, you know, she's not wanting to show her husband. She thinks he won't like it. She thinks he's going to hate her. I don't know. And at the end of the episode, he sees it and he's like, oh, honey, you're so silly. I love you no matter what your color is. And oh, they hug or whatever. And then they go to sleep in separate beds, right? Yeah, I think back then they couldn't show any hints of couples being sexual together. So they had to have them sleeping in their own separate twin beds. Uh, again, the world was very innocent back then. So cut cut them some slack. And now I bring into the same conversation an episode... Uh, from the series The Mindy Project, right? Which came out in 2012. I didn't really know much about that, uh, the star of it or the creator Mindy Kaling or whether other than uh, she was from the show The Office, which side note, I think it's super overrated, but whatever. Pretty sure I've ran it about that before. Anyways, I'm looking at, the, at a particular episode from The Mindy Project titled I Slipped, which has the main character Mindy and her boyfriend who have been together, I guess, for a while now and having sex as couples do. Okay, so no big deal there. I mean, it's 2012, so showing some, you know, parts of assuming that sex is okay is is fine, right? Well, while I, I guess he's, you know, uh, pegging her from behind and you don't see anything really, but you, you see the motions of it, Mindy lets out a sigh of discomfort and her dude replies, oh, oops, I slipped. Essentially painting the picture to the audience that the guy had unintentionally inserted his penis into her asshole. And now the Mindy show is officially the first show to have an anal sex scene on national TV. Throughout this whole episode, the dude is trying to deny that he did that on purpose. And he goes to great lengths to show that anally raping his girl was just a wacky misunderstanding. Going to the eye doctor to prove he couldn't see the right hole. And all the while, Mindy is wondering if her feeling violated is the right way she should feel or she's just not, I don't know, hip enough to uh, kinks to where maybe she's a problem because of how uh, out of touch she might be. Um, So how do we wrap up a sitcom like this with a good ending, you ask? Well, the dude admits that, yeah, he wanted to try something new and thought it wouldn't be that big a deal that it became. And it, but he accepted that Mindy might not be into those types of new kinks and he would love her either way. And the episode ends with them trying out new kinks and yeah, nobody learns anything. Okay, awesome. I feel like television sets this precedent, precedent for how acceptable the public is on certain things. 
of course, you can go back to uh, the, the printing press and how important is, it was with spreading the word of not only religion, but politics and news and shaping the way society thought. And, you know, eventually television became the primary way us as a world consumed the news and entertainment. And it became just as, if not more important than print, because you didn't need, you know, to be educated to consume this form of media. You just had to have eyes and ears. And you're ready to ready up and ready, ready to be indoctrinated with what agenda the boob tube had at any given moment. But those two television shows, or I'm sorry, those episodes really stick out to me and how drastically the entertainment industry has changed in less about telling a good story and teaching a lesson and more about pushing the envelope and what acceptable to have a dialogue about and what is appropriate to speak out loud about. Of course, you had episodes of television speak up about the negatives of domestic abuse, racism, addiction problems. One I always remember is on <laughs> Saved by the Bell when Jesse got addicted to caffeine pills. Oh, or the episode when Steve Urkel drank uh, Spike Punch at a party and the dangers of uh, alcohol, you know, with youth. So yes, I'm all for media where we say the quiet part out loud to bring awareness to issues that need the light shined on their darkness. But if the sources we trust and depend on the media try less to teach us and influence us and more to shock us, it is really is it really helping society or is it actually just hurting us? And of course now the internet has become the norm and surpassed practically all of society's ways that they get their news and they culture themselves in what I don't know is current, you know. We had when radio killed the writer, and then we had when video killed the radio. And now the internet is resurrecting all three of those as if they were burying them at the old pet cemetery, evil soulless versions of themselves that we want to trust and love just as our parents did, and their parents did, and all the generations before that. Back then hoes didn't want me, now I'm hot hoes all on me. Back then hoes didn't want me, now I'm hot hoes all on me. Dude, I remember uh, driving back and forth, right, to visit my cousin out of town years ago, right? And the drive was a solid 45 minutes. I would speed like a motherfucker down the highway in my blue uh, Chevy, right? Little truck. I really loved it. Well, this one trip over there, I was speeding on the highway, going up a pretty rowdy slope there. And, yeah, I'm not a car person at all, but I guess my head gasket exploded or something which is apparently very bad. And yeah, my truck, dude, it got fucked up. It was just out of commission. So yeah, I'm living with my mom at the time. I tell her, hey, you know, can you find someone to fix it, please? And, you know, for the cheap, because I, I, yeah, I don't have any money and I need my ride, not only to go see my cousin, but to fucking work and, you know, live. So my mom tells me she finds some dude on Craigslist that'll do it for, I don't know, 1100 bucks or something. Which again, I don't know anything about vehicles, so I don't know if that's a lot or it's cheap for what's going on. So yeah, I get the $1,100, give it to her, and she gets my truck towed and says she's going to get it fixed. Well, a couple weeks passed by, uh, my mother hadn't given me any update on the truck. And keep in mind, I'm, I'm living with my mom, so it's like, okay, why wouldn't you just keep me updated with it, you know? So I finally asked her, you know... Hey, what's going on with the truck? Did the guy fix it? And she tells me, oh, I sold him your truck. And I'm like, what? And she says, yeah, I had to pay a bill, so I sold your truck. 
and I'm just like quiet for a bit, you know, like trying to figure out what, what you just sold my truck without. Okay. And I say, okay, well, could I at least get that 1100 back that I gave you to fix it? And she just says, I don't have it. And that was it. That was the end of the discussion. And I think that was the point that really set me over the hedge with my mom. Like, yeah, she kind of screwed me before, but then before that kind of little here, little there. But man, she scammed me there like some fucking Saudi prince on an email trying to get my social for his fortune that he's ready to send me, you know? Anyways, yeah, I think this is where I don't have trust in women in general. Like, if you can't trust your own mother, how are you supposed to trust any woman ever again? Uh, makes me remember when I worked at Wendy's, there was this like gangster Mexican dude. He's about my age, maybe a year younger. He would grill the burgers. His name was Anthony. And one day... Uh, when I was working with him, he asked me if I could stay the last couple hours of his shift. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I could use the hours. And he thanked me. He was all, man, thanks, man. And he tells me, hey, I'm going to give you the most important piece of advice you'll ever hear. Uh, and I'm like, okay, what's that? And he's all, all bitches want to do is fuck. That was, that was his advice. And of course, like <laughs> me being young and naive, I shrugged it off. Uh, like, okay, whatever. But as I grew older... That piece of advice was whispering in the back of my brain until it echoed itself all the way up to the front, right? It gave me the understanding that, man, my mother is just a woman that fucked my dad. And just like any other bitch, and all bitches want to do is fuck. Uh, yeah, so that's it for today, guys. <laughs> oh boy, that was some wacky episode, huh? Make sure you all like and subscribe. And all that other really gay shit. And a uh, tip for today, always uh, have tinfoil in your pocket in case you need to shield yourself from those 5G rays. Man, those things will sneak up on you really, really, really hard. And remember uh, the late great Tupac, fuck bitches and get money. Yeah, until the end of time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Take these broken wings I need your hands to come and heal me once again So I can fly Till the end of time Till the end of time